Andrew can go ahead and start if he wants. Totally. Um, so this week is about church members or being part of a church or deciding to go to a church regularly. And Justin kind of brought up this idea for us to talk about a couple of weeks ago because, uh, I don't know, it just seems like something relevant and something that um, people seem like it doesn't seem like everyone really knows about that kind of thing, especially, um, I mean, pretty much anywhere you look, like whether it's internet world or like regular people like at school or whatever, you're going to be like, church membership is important. And they're going to look at you and be like, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? So um, I wanted to start out defining what a local church is, like as, as basic as possible. And that's not to offend anyone's intelligence. It's just more for us to be like specific. So um, what's a local church? Um, a local church is, it's an expression of the universal or objective church and the universal or objective church is um, that's all true Christians who are, you know, in Christ, their name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Um, they are, you know, some people call it the elect. Some people call it the invisible church. Some people call it the objective church. It's just like everyone who is a Christian um, is a member of the like big church, um, the, the universal church. And that comes from like Revelation 21 verses 22 and 27, or like Ephesians 1 um, sort of mentioned that as well. So basically anyone who's in Christ is part of the objective church. And so the local church is like an expression of that, or it's a, um, some people call it like a, uh, uh, like an embassy. I don't love that metaphor. Um, it doesn't really capture everything, but the way that the Bible talks about um, what a church is, is it's, it's part of the kingdom. And um, I sort of talk about it um, along the lines of Matthew 18. And my definition is kind of like this. So a local church is, it's two or more professing Christians agreeing to be under the headship of Christ by, by meeting regularly to hear the word taught and to observe the ordinances, which is like baptism, communion. Um, those things are going to come up and be important um, later if they need to. Um, so observing the ordinances, and if necessary, then you're un then you're going to undergo discipline. And so, two or more Christians, that's a part of it. It's like a Christian. It, it can't just be one, like one person can't just be a church. Otherwise, you know, that's just one person. Um, and these people are like agreeing together in like a formal way, like it's written down usually. Um, like this is what we do. We're going to get together. So they're they're agreeing to be uh, under Christ and to um, observe well ultimately they're agreeing to to be under christ and to be part of his kingdom together and the way that they do that is by getting together regularly so that's why i say meeting regularly together um, and it's not just that they're gathered together but it's when they gather together they're doing something um, they're hearing the bible taught they're observing um, baptism or taking communion and um, they're singing and if um, like sin is a recurrent issue in someone's life, then you undergo discipline. Uh, 
And that's in order to protect that agreement, that original agreement that's like, we're going to be Christians together. We're going to do our life together. Um, and scripture talks about how, like, if you need to be, like, corrected, then there are like ways for us to handle that. So from the outset, um, in the Bible, like, in the Bible, it talks about people becoming Christians, um, <laughs> which is kind of obvious, I guess. But there's like a historical account of that. And then there's like a sort of uh, teaching, like this is how it's supposed to be, way of talking about that. So the, the story, like a really, um, I think, good ex like example story of what happens um, when people become Christians is found in Acts 2, which we also talked about last week. Um, Acts is the history of the early and um, Peter, this apostle of Christ, he's preaching to these uh, unbelieving uh, Jewish people and they, he preaches the sermon about Christ and they, uh, well, the word says this, I'll just pick it up. This is Acts 2, 27 through 41 or so. Um, so Peter preaches the sermon and it picks up. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, you and your children and all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. And this is the part that we need to zoom in on. So those who received his word, were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. So you have Peter preaching this message. They're like, what do we do? We believe this stuff. Now, what are we, how are we supposed to like organize our lives? And he says, repent and be baptized. Um, and baptism is just like the way of entering into the, the, the local church. Um, you are entered into the universal church by regeneration. God makes you alive, he, um, he regenerates you. That's how you're part of the objective church. But when you're part of the local church, you're baptized into it. Um, we can get into the details of that later if we need to. But um, yeah, in that very last sentence, it says, those who received his were baptized. And um, significantly, they were added to that day about 3,000 souls. Or they were added that day about 3,000 souls. And the question is, well, they're added to what? Um, and the, the answer to that is the church that was there in Jerusalem at the time. So that's a good story um, example. It's the it's, it's one of the first stories of a public gospel proclamation, um, like ever recorded in the New Testament um, after Jesus died on the cross and ascended. So this is like as far back as Christianity goes. Um, whenever you become saved, the expectation is that you enter into a church like a local church, not just be by yourself, be a, you know, just be a Christian sort of um, alone out there. So that's a good story example. And this is a, um, this next passage is a, is a direct sort of teaching example. It's an exhortation, like exhortation just means like, let's do this together. This comes from um, Hebrews 10, this is 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through the flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, 
all this is saying, like, basically, since we're in Christ, since we're part of, part of the objective church, now what do we do? It says this, three exhortations. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That's the first one. Second one, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. Uh, for he who promised is faithful. And third one, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing. So that very last one was, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Importantly, not neglecting to meet together. So when you become a believer, since we're in Christ, you want to be drawn together with other believers and not neglect doing that. Uh, but we're supposed to be building one another up in a local church context, um, <clears throat> especially as we're sort of, you know, approaching the end of the race and all these things. Like, um, church is, is necessary for your, for your sanctification. If you're not going to church, you're not going to grow in your faith because that's the way that God has set things up. So that's like the formative or like the, um, it's, this is like the building up part of church membership, but then there's also like the discipline side of things, like to where if something bad is going on, then you might need to be, this is from Matthew. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you've gained your brother, but if he does not listen, Take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to you then, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. That means someone who's completely um, on the outside. He's speaking to a Jewish audience. Um, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father. For where two or, more, or two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Someone's talking about how discipline should be. If you have a problem, it, it builds up and builds up and builds up. And the final court of appeals is the church. Um, if there's a like spiritual problem going on in someone's life, you go to the church. You don't call the police. Um, you don't... Uh, uh, you know, email the president or whatever, um, you go to the church. And um, another place where this pops up in the New Testament is Paul, who's writing to a church um, in a place called Corinth. It's in First Corinthians. Um, and he's teaching them how to, like, implement this in a tough case. Like, there's something uh, uh, terrible going on in the church. It's a, um, a guy who's had having an affair with his completely horrible. Um, and Paul is instructing the people who are like going to church with this guy, what to do about that. Um, Cause they asked him about it. And he said, when you're assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus and my spirits. Uh, uh, I think you're going to have to repeat in the last five seconds. You kind of cut out there for a second. Oh, sorry about that. No, you're fine. Uh, 
seems like the whole thing has been pretty bad. Everyone's talking about how bad my... <laughs> it's just me and Josh. It's fine. It's fine. We're, we're um, going through. Guys, quit busting my chops. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> uh, to the stepmother, and they're like, what do we do? And he's like, this is what you do. When you're assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit's present, that is same message and everything with the power of our Lord Jesus, you were to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Uh, that means getting him out of there. Um, don't even eat with him. It says, and skipping a little bit farther down, it says, I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother. If he's guilty of a list of things, the list includes sexual immorality or greed or is, an idolater, reviler, drunkard, swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is not those inside the church, or is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Um, and then at the last, purge the evil one, purge the evil um, person from among you. And, and so being a member of a church um, is a, it's an obligation for Christians. It is a privilege. Um, but it also means like you being part of a church is like, um, that means that when you enter into that, that like fellow believers are going to be watching over you. And if it ever comes to a point to where you have to be removed from membership, like because of unrepentant sin, then the church is able to do that. It's able to discipline you. Right. Um, and so it's supposed to be instructive and helpful in your Christian faith. Like you think about it, like people you go to church with are supposed to be closer than um, pretty much anyone else in your life. And, um, you know, the way that the New Testament deals with like recurrent sin, problem, sin problems is to, you know, protect that gospel witness that the church has by removing um, unrepentant sin from the assembly. So, so Along those lines, like going to church is really central. It, it like it's central to your life. It's it's something that God calls us to do on a weekly basis. Um, you know, every Sunday we're supposed to gather with the assembly. We're not supposed to forsake doing that. Um, it's for our benefit. It's for gospel um, protection. It's for our, our building up and all these things. And so, um, yeah, completely necessary. So. Uh, Let's hear those. Let's hear these. Uh, what abouts from the from the oh, peanut no. gallery? Put okay, over to so, 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 uh, just a reminder to everyone: I don't believe any of the things I'm about to ask or say. Just making that weird. Okay. Um. So, if I am understanding you correctly, as long as We've got some boys together and, you know, dunked in. Uh, we... Could you please repeat yeah. that? Oh, Josh, you are, you're lagging a bit too. Oh, no. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Let me see. Oh. <laughs> He's oh, moving yeah. some stuff. He's vibrating his router. <laughs> uh, am I good now? Uh, we'll, we'll find out when you talk for an we'll extended period of time. Okay. So it's whenever you start getting passionate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keep your passion to a minimum. I will. I'll try. Um, so, 
Andrew, if I'm understanding you correctly, if I just get me and a couple of the boys together and we've been dunking some water, i.e. baptized, then we got a church. Uh, so I'm assuming you're meaning you and the boys who are not like deciding to meet together regularly. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Like baptism is just enough. And yeah, that's what, yeah, that's, that's yeah, totally. What, what I'm asking is like, so I've just got some guys who are all baptized, and I'm like, hey, come over to my house every Sunday. And, uh, and, and we're going to be a church now that's sufficient for me to now call that a church. A local church. Yeah. I mean, so like to, to lay that out, I mean, like that can be the case, um, where, you know, you, people get baptized and decide to meet up regularly and they, you know, covenant to do discipline stuff together to take sacraments. I didn't hear you say any of that, though. And I did so, not. I explicitly left all of that out. <laughs> and so I want to be clear. What you're describing can uh, can happen. It can be the case, but it's not enough. Like, there has to be more going on. And so um, that's what, like, what you described is what I, in my head, and sometimes out loud, call playing church, like, where you just kind of, like, meet up with other people. But you don't really do anything um, – substantial there's no authority structure um there need to be church officers as well i didn't really touch on this but there need to be um elders who are overseeing things uh, oh so like the guys that that knock on my door that have the name tags that say elder billy yes so no not those people (laughs) um elders uh in the new testament refer to i mean it's just pastors pastor elder um those words uh, in the New Testament mean the same thing. And so not uh, not LDS or Mormon or um, missionary elders, uh, um, part of that particular cult, but um, elders according to the New Testament. Okay. See First Timothy three. Yeah. So okay, like leaders so, in the church, pastors. So, so, so I need a. So I. So I need. Um, I need me and the boys. I guess girls also. <laughs> Uh, uh, we need to be baptized and we need to, you mentioned sacraments. What are those? Yeah. So, uh, uh, sacraments are, uh, um, according to the new Testament, there are other things in other religions called sacraments. Um, for instance, Roman Catholicism considers a bunch of things, sacraments. Um, all that word means is means of grace. And when, um, like, Protestants use the word sacraments, we typically mean only baptism and communion. And so baptism is, you know, you get dunked in water after you profess faith, and that's your entrance into the local church. It's an outward sign for an objective um, inward change that's taken place. And so you're baptized into the local church. And then communion is what you do sort of recurringly, um, you know, to, uh, to, it's like renewing those covenant vows. It's something you do over and over, um, ideally week after week in order to sort of weekly confirm your um, membership, not only of the objective church, but also of this particular local church. 
Okay, so so those are what sacraments are. So I need some pastors. So if I just gather up the boys, and we all start meeting on Sundays, we still need, we 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 need a pastor. How do I know? Why can't I just be the pastor? Why can't yeah. I just declare myself. I am now El Pastor. <laughs> Listen to me. Um, that's a really great question. Uh, I think that the the quickest way to answer that is to look at first Timothy chapter three, um, to look at the elder or the pastor qualifications. And so I'll just read those off. This is first Timothy three chapter or chapter three verses one through saying trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of elder or pastor or overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore an elder should be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, um, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. Uh, adding this little comment in there. For someone doesn't know how to manage his own house, how's he going to care for God's church? Moving on. Uh, he shouldn't be a recent convert, um, or he may be puffed up with conceit, so there's some like wisdom stuff mixed in. Uh, um, he should be well thought of by outsiders, uh, so they can't get like tricked and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, the New Testament lays out um, specific qualifications and things that have to be in place for a person to be considered an elder. Uh, and beyond First Timothy, it also, I mean, you also have Titus one, but um, they say virtually the same thing. I mean, it's it's just another list of things that have to be in place. So yeah, First Timothy three and uh, Titus one. So you can't just declare yourself. You, I mean, you have to be you have to meet certain qualifications, and then the the church itself decides. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, oh, you mentioned recent convert. Yeah. S- is that like an optional thing? Because you mentioned they should also be very sound in their faith. They're recent. That means what they'd be kind of be learning too. Yeah, it says they should not be. Hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I thought you no, said no. recent. They were recent. <laughs> they must be a recent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, no. like this dude doesn't know what he's talking about yet. Yeah, that's funny. Be preaching, okay? Yeah. Cool. If you actually, if you read it, it says. Um, not a recent convert. Uh, Your mic must have just cut out when you did that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. So no, he, he must, not, must not be a recent convert or he may become puffed up with seat and fall into condemnation of the devil. So, uh, yeah, he better not be recent for those reasons. So, uh, Cool. Uh, okay, so... So it sounds like this whole church business might be a little bit more complicated than you let on at the beginning there, Patrick. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Okay. I just wanted to to get some of those things out there. So um, so I've got me and the boys. We've got communion now. We've got baptism. We've got elders. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we do when we when we all get together to hang out every week? Um, yeah, so I mentioned those things in the original definition as well. So when you get together, what's the point? Well, um, the sort of not helpful, not explanatory answer, um, 
is to say, well, we're gathering together to let, you know, be the kingdom of God on earth. Um, you know, uh, say like, be like an, uh, like an embassy of God. I'm just messing with you. Go keep going. I, so I think embassy is a, is an okay metaphor. I think it has very specific, uh, shortcomings though, because in, in scripture elsewhere, I think it's Psalm, uh, 43 or 40. It's, it's somewhere. It's, it's the first line of one of the early, it says the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. And so if you say embassy, it's like, it, it sounds like the earth and the fullness thereof is not the Lord's only the church is. But no, the earth is is God's, um, and so when we gather together in church, it's not like you know we're the, we're the things that belong to God, and um, you know other stuff isn't. Um, everything belongs to the Lord. It's just the church gathers together to do particular things. So, what others are those particular things? That's a great question. Um, I'm glad that someone here asked that. So, um, the question of what we what are we doing is, well, you gather together to hear the word preached. Um, you hear, like, as in, like, you're opening, opening scripture, you're having it taught and explained. And if scripture is being taught and explained correctly, it's showing you how it connects to Christ in his, uh, the, like, the gospel, his kingdom, the lordship of Christ, um, to your own salvation. Um, and it also is making application to your own life like as you're listening to the word you're like man these are these um this truth is like causing me to um to love god more and to want to be more obedient to his word and i want to be a christian in my workplace i want to be a christian in my marriage i want to be a christian while i'm on discord chatting with my homies um and so the idea is like, when you read scripture it's all of christ for all of life that's the idea um and so you're gathering together to hear the word the second thing that you're doing is sing. Um, elsewhere in First Timothy, I believe it's First Timothy five. It speaks of um, when you're gathered together, we should sing together. We need to sing, sing things as Christians. Um, that's part of what we're supposed to do. The Psalms are 150 chapters of the Bible that um, are all supposed to be sung and. Those things are uh, like singing is, is particularly um, important for us. It focuses our minds and kind of stirs our affections to be focused on the Lord and gets us ready to hear the word. Um, it's something Christians have done. Well, it's something uh, even in, in the days of Israel, that's something that God's people pretty much since like forever. <laughs> um, you have Abraham singing as early as Genesis, and that's the first book of the Bible. So. You sing as well. And then the third thing that I mentioned, um, taking communion together. And that's, you know, observing the body and blood of Christ um, as uh, like in the in the symbols of um, the bread and the wine or grape juice. Uh, the Bible prescribes wine, but a lot of churches decide to do grape juice, including my own. And I think that's okay. Um, so you observe those things as like visual symbols and pictures like proclaiming what has just been like said, what's, what's been um, proclaimed. And then now you're like participating in it. Like, yes, we're one with Christ. And so, um, you know, Jesus says, 
um, this is my body and blood, um, do it in remembrance of me in, uh, in the Last Supper. And so as disciples of Christ, we're following him, being obedient to that, like participating in, uh, in what he's called us to do. It's, it's reminding us of the gospel. We're like, I say participating, we're like doing something. Um, we're, we're like feasting on the reality that has been revealed to us in Christ. Like the gospel is like tangible. And so, um, yeah, communion is like a, it's a picture, a tangible picture. It's an activity of the gospel. So those are the three things, song, sermon, and sacrament. Oh, I was waiting for you to say it. If you weren't going to say it, I was going to say it. Uh, three things. So, so you could say that um, from everything you just said, a summary sentence of it would, would be that um, the, 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 the local church is one that gathers weekly under the oversight of elders who are biblically qualified, according to the qualifications you laid out, to do song, sermon, sacrament, according to God's word together. That'd be a fair. Yes. In, in order to um, demonstrate and proclaim the gospel, I would say that's the final end toward which the church is aimed is to like, to be light and salt on the earth. Okay. So why Sunday though? Why, why Sunday? Why can't we meet in a horse barn on Tuesday nights like I did for most of my childhood? It was pretty tragic. Yeah, so this is um, – that's a really good question. So in the New Testament, we have um, people uh, talking about the Lord's Day. Let me, let me pull that up really fast. So um, obviously in the Old Testament, you have the idea of the Sabbath, which is a um, – you know, it's the last day of the week, um, Saturday. And in the New Testament, you have um, people observing the Lord's Day. And um, you have examples of that in um, Revelation at the very beginning. Let me pull it up. It's Revelation 1. It's like verse 10 or something. It's been a while since I've looked at that. Revelation 1. 10. Let's try it. Uh, yep. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. So you have um, John observing the Lord's day. Um, we know that that's Sunday, the first day of the week, because um, it's the... Basically, it's the day that Christ resurrected. Um, was Sunday. And so the, um, the disciples started breaking bread on the Lord's day. That's observed in Acts, uh, 20. And, um, yeah, so that's, I mean, the Sabbath is part of the moral law. He's built the world so that's one of the ten commandments keep the sabbath it's holy um but when the church is um, gathered together on sunday it's it's observing the lord's day the way that the new testament apostles were modeling for us and so um, when you're doing church it is to be like on sunday morning 
Now there are situations that prevent that, especially in situations. Why, of like, why in the morning? Because that's when Jesus raised from the dead. How do you know it was in the morning? How do you know it's like on Sunday? In at noon. And not a Saturday. I mean, some Easter's are on Wednesdays. Yeah. I've never heard of an uh, Easter. On yeah, Wednesday. there's there's I not know. Easter on Wednesday. <laughs> um. Real quick, can I say something? Uh, we'll, we're gonna hold stuff like that till the end. If that's cool. I only had like this is my last question for him. So and then we'll open the yeah the floor. So the question is, how do we know Jesus raised from the dead morning? No, that yeah, that was that that, that, that was, was my, him, yeah. That was my question to you because you 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 said specifically in the morning, and so I was like, why why the morning? And then you said he rose from the dead in the morning, and that was why. So. Oh. And I asked you how you knew that. It's in the Bible. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I mean, I just I threw it out there. I, I, um, think, I think you may have misspoke on that one. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, you're you're just on a roll. It's okay. We all do it. Um, so so the the, the, yeah. the the day matters um, because we are coming together to like the, the resurrection is the focal point of the Christian faith. Um, and, and so if we come together to celebrate the gospel, it makes sense to come together on the Lord's day. He is, he is demarcated this day as the day in which creation begins and his kingdom begins to spread. And so that's the kind of specific of that. That's like the, yeah, that's like the um, sort of, I don't know, like analogical answer is like, it is the, the day of the new creation, first day. Um, and so there's this like pivot from observing the day of rest, which signifies the completed work of God uh, in creation on Saturday. And the apostles, the apostles seem to pivot and say, well, you know, the, the redemption is, is much like that because it's the finished work of God, but it happens on Sunday. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so there isn't, well, let me just correct with people asking. Um, there is not a Bible verse that says you must gather on Sunday for church. There's not one that just commands you to do that. But it appears that the apostles uh, in the book of Acts and then the, the Christians going forward, like we have extra biblical evidence as well that this was the case. That's when they did it. That's when they gathered. Um, it, it, it was what they did. Yeah. It's just um, a norm. And it was just so, like, they, 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 they seem to have understood it from somewhere and just started doing it. So we have, a, we have the example in the New Testament we don't have just a verse that says, hey, do it here. And I think there are extraneous circumstances that may push people to where they can't um, do it on Sunday for some reason. And I think that wouldn't be like the most horrendous <laughs> sin in the world. But you're like supposed to. I don't, think, I don't even think it's sinful. Let me just also say that. <laughs> um, saying the most horrendous thing in the world is also not helpful there. Um, 
but it would be outside of the norm that is established by the early church. Yeah, so someone is asking, the Holy Slice is kind of, and the answer is, it is because it's recorded as like a norm that like they were, they were doing that regularly. It was like an, it was an expectation. And so, I mean, it is one thing for it to just be like implied, but it's another thing for it to be implied, like as, as like the, 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 like the expectation, the norm. It's like, we conclude that based on stuff. Based on them just doing it, we can conclude pretty confidently that that's, when we're expected to do it um and it makes sense based on the resurrection occurring um but okay we'll we'll address that at some point maybe later um all right so i'm done asking you well let me here's here's another let me ask you let me ask you since you have the same so what if my church has four services i've got two sunday services a tuesday and a saturday um can i go to the tuesday service and that is that is it sinful for me to go to the tuesday service that my church has no i i don't think so um personally i mean like i i think the the song sermon sacrament elder like the components that you laid out earlier are the things that are required yeah that's why they call um, elements. For, for me to point at it and say that's a church service and not just a different kind of of gathering of some kind. Yeah. Um, because Christians gather all the time throughout the week to do other things, and I point at it and say that's a church. That that that, that is the like that is a that's the local church. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bunch of Christians getting together who are part of the same local church doing something else. Like if they go on a Wednesday night, gather together and do a Bible study, that's not the same thing as when they gather together, say, on Sunday or, you know, some other time and do song, sermon, sacrament together. What if we, yeah, so like, what if we do meet up on Wednesday night, you and I and Justin go to the same church? Or we go to different churches, but they're all like fine churches. We meet up on Wednesday. Um, I get my guitar. We sing a song. You share a message, and Justin serves us uh, bread and wine, which he illegally obtained because he's <laughs> under twenty-one. And Bradley's there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're recording the whole thing for um, you know the consumption of people on Discord. Does that count as church? No. Um... Uh, can I can I say something? Um, yes. Yeah, go for it. So, uh, let me get. So, you guys are talking about. So, could you just briefly repeat what you guys were saying? And then I want to just add on to something. Uh, the most recent thing, or kind of. Well, so what you guys were pretty much saying is, if you meet, that's not. Like only a couple people meet. That's not church. Well, so it's the who? Who are the people that are <clears throat> gathering? Because obviously there are churches that are very small. Um, in fact, the church that 
Theonomy and Goosen go to, there are some Sundays, I used to go there myself, where there may be four or five people that show up. Um, and, and and so the, the question we were asking is like, at what point is it uh, still a church gathering? And at, like, like what defines it as an actual gathering that is then set, you, you could point at it and say, this is the church, the local church gathered, and this is a bunch of Christians just doing something else together. Okay. So, like, if, if we go out with the boys and get some Chick-fil-A and talk about the Bible, that's not the same thing as when we gather on Sunday uh, to do song, sermon, sacrament together under the auspices of uh, a qualified elder real um, quick let me just add on um so what i was gonna say is as <clears throat> so what i've understood is you don't need a building to go to be like church because when you are getting a bunch of like a group together that is still considered church from me reading the bible and like biblically understand like that's my biblical understanding of uh church is it's not the building it's not the it's the people that it's pretty much just like you going you you can like do it in your own house too like you don't need like guidelines except the bible as your guideline is what i'm trying to say is what i've so understood generally yeah. speaking yeah i mean we the building itself isn't what's important it's the it's the, the people, people who are coming well it's the people who are doing a specific thing though like it's not just the people like just hanging out cuz like uh, Postman just said, we can go get Chick-fil-A, but that's not like church. It's the specific things that um, they're gathered together to do in the specific like message they're seeking to yeah. exemplify. Protect. That's what I mean. Like if yeah. you like do that at your house, like and you're like you don't have like a set thing, but you like have someone speak every week. Like you'd be like, OK, you could you're you can say a sermon this week, someone next week, stuff like that couldn't isn't that technically still considered church so technically speaking yes um you can actually have a church without um although like and the reason that i say that with such confidence is because in acts paul is planting churches on his missionary trip he's planting them and then he's circling back after he plants them to establish elders and so he he sort of starts these churches in a, a uh, sort of like seed format but whenever they start to grow it's like it's clear that they need you can't technically have a church without and it's not uh, it's obviously not very wise or uh something that's very sustainable obviously god intends for the church to have elders the local church to have elders okay yeah uh yeah um and it's funny that you mentioned thinking about the building because the guy that's been talking the most this whole time he meets in his pastor's living room every week for church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, building. So um, it would be, it would have been pretty funny if he had come back with a, uh, yeah, you must have a building. I, <laughs> I think in civil society, that's not unfriendly to Christian. It's probably a good idea to get a building if you can. Um, I will say that, but that's not, you know, yeah, that's not but, but it's not a necessary component. No. Yeah. yeah um, no. So it's just a wisdom thing. Malloy boy asks, is church only defined as a public place for people to come together to talk about God 
or could you be in your room alone with your Bible and that be considered a church? Um, yeah. So I think you came in late and missed uh, some of the stuff. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So we actually talked about this um, and the answer, the answer would be no. Um, oh, as okay. the, the, the church would be, you, you need a couple of things. Um, we talked about, you need um, people to come together to, to worship God through uh, song um, as instructed in the Bible um, uh, and uh, sermon. Um, so some kind of teaching from the Bible and the sacraments. So baptism and communion. And it's hard to do definitely the last one by yourself. <laughs> you, you, you could learn yeah. from your Bible. You could um, uh, sing in your room alone. Um, Seek wisdom. Yeah, g- giving yourself communion and holding yourself accountable to the Christian life is something. Yeah, how well is that going to work? <laughs> yeah, um, you, you can't do that by yourself, and you weren't. Um, and and that's why God God gave church to as a gift um, to help you live the Christian life. Um, atheist, maybe we should use assembly. As it's used in the church, look, <laughs> we all know what, like, I, the way that we're using it, we've defined it. Church is like, yes, it's, it refers specifically to a, a brick and mortar building, but the way that that's been used is like, that's a metaphor of what actually goes on within that. Um, just like you talk about the Capitol or the white house you know what goes on in those things so <laughs> yeah granted the new testament talks about assembly ecclesia but church is just a metaphor metaphorical use of that word to refer to that yeah they i mean it is literally just called the the gathering mm-hmm. um hence in the definition we have a weekly gathering <laughs> yeah. local church equals weekly gathering <laughs> but it's a helpful qualification yeah it talks about assembly a lot so we we kind of merged into the q a part so feel free to like use your microphones and ask a question if you want be mindful of other people trying to talk or you can put uh, your uh, questions real, real in the chat is, before you unleash oh. uh, everyone we unleash. ask ask you and and andrew something and then okay. thereby are we gonna do the uh which thing are we doing next week your topic that we explicitly talked um we talked about two so what are the two options or the fight me um oh Oh, i think we should bite me okay i think we should totally promote the fight me one can we do bible jeopardy because we need unbelievers for that so that's why i wanted to advertise it right now um if, if you're here and you're listening and you're not a christian um, and when, I say, when, when I say fight me, I don't mean that I'm going to fight you. Um, I, I, I prefer not to do that. Um, but uh, if you know any who uh, have questions or problems with Christianity, I'm obviously going to hop in the Christian debate chat and grab some guys out of there um, who are pretty regular um, as well. And basically, it'll just be me versus everyone who comes who is not a Christian, and they can ask or bring charges or arguments, and everyone else can watch the uh, watch what goes on. I, I think I noticed 
um, that, especially in the Christian debate channel, a lot of folks engaging with other people. And I think giving, um, maybe doing that in real time might be helpful uh, to people to uh, observe and, and maybe learn some things from both sides um, in that regard. And so that's what we'll, uh, we will do next time. Yeah. So if you a know, good shameless plug, yeah, we're going to do a smackdown. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And, and, and it'll just be, just be me. Um, so that I, it will be a disproportionate in, in favor of the non-Christians. Um, cause that's the way I, I like it. So there we go. Uh, anyway, Bradley. yeah, it's open. Just uh, atheist delusion asked a question. Do I have to be baptized every time I join a church? I.e. if you're switching from church to church, is rebaptism mandatory? No. No. Yeah. Um, clearly not because churches can build into their own way that they do things. Like, yeah, we acknowledge that if you were baptized in a legitimate way by a legitimate church. Uh, he, he was just being goofy. No, totally. But I think, I think but, yeah. it's a, a helpful question. Because, uh, uh, yeah, other churches can recognize when you're baptized. Um, yeah. Um, I don't really have a question, but I just kind of just want to say something about me. Um, I don't go to church. Yeah. And I, I've been wanting to, like, I, I used to go to church when I was younger, but I haven't gone to church for over, like, four years now. Mm. And, I, and I study the Bible and all that at home, but I've been wanting to go back to church for a while, but I could never just do it. I don't like waking up early and kind of dressing up. Well, the good news is, um, one, you don't have to dress up to go to church. I don't, uh, out of principle, in uh, fact. <laughs> my mom used to always make it look like that, though. She would always, like, when I was younger, I'm glad my mom left just to get out there. Hmm. But she she would always just kind of, like, force us to always dress all nice to go to church and all that. And, and I understand why you, you would have to have a nice presence to go to church. But... What, yeah. Um... Yeah, so, so that means, and, and there are churches who will give you the side eye um, if you show up not dressed the way that they expect you to be. Um, and I would say, don't go to those. Oh. <laughs> um, most, like, most of the time, the rest of their teaching isn't going to be, like, it's a pretty good sign that you probably don't want to be there. Um as far as like waking up, uh, we got some guys in here who can can feel you on that. Um, certainly are sympathetic with you, and uh, the best way for that is to when you find one and start going, find some people to help hold you accountable to waking up. I mean, it's it's a significant enough thing in the life of a of a believer to be committed to just go um there are many days where i don't want to go um and you have to make yourself go uh because it, it's a matter of god knows what's best best for me and he exhorts me in his word to 
gather with other believers on a regular basis for these purposes. Um, and so I should listen to him and not to myself, <laughs> which is, you know, this uh, thing that we have to, to preach to ourselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I understand where you're coming from, certainly. Um, and we've got, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not going to name any names, <clears throat> Brad, but, uh, uh waking up is hard. <laughs> Shots. Here's okay. There's a little thing and I, <laughs> I'm not sponsored. I swear. Uh, bang energy, 300 milligrams of calf drink, bro. Okay. Don't drink bang. Drink it. You don't drink oh, bang. You only... chug bang. Uh, all right, well, here's, here's the thing. Josh, Josh I love that. Like, the, uh, that you pointed out form of, uh, the last part of your, the last part of your thing where it's like church is a, it is an obligation, but it's not a got to, it's a, it's a get to, you get to, you get to go to church and participate in like hearing the word and singing with God's people. And that's like an amazing thing. I mean, it's tough to, to, to get there, but it's uh, rewarding. Edifying. The, um, the, the true last time I went to church, which was last year, I, I, I te- like I went inside and stayed in there for a bit to, to listen to a preaching. Cause my brother was about to go off to military camp and he wanted to go to a church service. And I'll say, I really enjoyed that last time I went to church. That was really fun. And I kind of, I've been wanting to go again for a long time. Just never got to do it. Um, yeah. And if you don't know a church in your area that you would know is, is good. We would be happy to, if you're comfortable with it, help you find one. Um, there's some tools that uh, you learn how to use after a long career in this. <laughs> after after really you know, looking for some churches. After, after trying to find a church. Um, and uh, yeah, if, if you want to DM me or Theonomy or Goosen, um, we would be more than happy to, to try to help you find a, a place to go. Uh, maybe even one that starts a little later in the day. <laughs> I don't know. I I know that the the main church I went to for a while uh, was it. I you. It's my main church, pretty much. It's this cool Methodist church in Hamilton Mill, and I really liked it. They had a summer camp there, like this Christian summer camp I used to go to, and it was all fun and stuff. I, I wish they still did stuff for like like that, but it was for like really young kids. Hmm. I got in trouble because I was singing a Pink Floyd song out loud with a bunch of other kids, like <laughs> during free time. It was uh, this is off topic. I'm I'm just, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it's cool, man. That, that's a that's nostalgic, me, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, if you're if you're truly interested in trying to go back to church, we'd be happy to. Um, try to to help you find one without uh i, I say to like messages kind of off air so that you don't dox yourself accidentally in the middle of this big chat but um yeah yeah mm-hmm. anyone else questions comments anything okay so i kind of have a question Okay. Uh, well, there's uh, Ghost Muffin, there's 2D, and then Atheist Illusion said something. I heard Ghost Muffin first, Atheist Illusion said something, and then you can go after 2D. 
Are you... oh. Wait, am I? I'm going first. Yeah, you're going first. Okay, just make sure. Okay, so is there reasons why you shouldn't go to church? Cause like when there's like weather and stuff, our church doesn't meet for like safety issues. Is are there any examples of like in the Bible where like churches do that or anything? I was wondering. Um, I think uh, it was first century in Acts. They definitely took off. Bowl Sunday. Took off what? For Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, okay. Bradley, hold on. Uh, anyway, no sarcasm. I, I he left. He um, is. <laughs> I I lived in Michigan for a while, and uh, rarely, when the ice got bad enough, they would cancel church for safety reasons. Um, it, it would it would be just, and, and I think that that is an appropriate reason to say like, hey. We we would like to keep meeting in the future, so we're gonna call it off so nobody dies trying to get here, mm-hmm. um, because they knew that if they didn't, people would still try because they loved coming to church that much. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think that there are legitimate reasons to say, "Hey, we're." I mean, like, but but they're they're pretty few and far between, namely um, like bodily danger, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like persecution wraps into that as well. I mean, there are churches that operate on a sort of week-to-week basis, and they have to, you know, update their time and stuff because they could be caught um, easily. So, I mean, that would be another thing in addition to like inclement weather that could endanger your life and stuff. So, yeah. And then also, sorry, it's like kind of related. Um, if you're like sick or something they like kind of encourage you not to go so you don't you know don't get anyone else sick like cold season and stuff mm-hmm. do you think that's good too yeah um yeah. I, I think yeah i think it falls into the same category where it's like okay. hey you know like we'd rather not the whole church catch the plague all at once because <laughs> like we're, we're happy that you're committed but uh just just c- catch the sermon on audio like it'll, it'll get recorded like just yeah <laughs> on top of that too is like there are people who are unable to get out of bed because of health, health stuff like old and people who have like illnesses and stuff and a lot of the time um like in stronger churches and stuff the pastor will actually go and do what's called like a, a visiting communion type thing and they'll actually even um allow them to take communion from the hospital like you know on the same day as the church and stuff sort of in in observance of of that thing. So um, there are definitely um, exceptions because this is a, there are just practical realities. God has made, you know, sometimes he prevents things. And so, you know, okay. got to yeah. overcome those things. So yeah. don't skip church over a light rain or a stuffy nose, but like if you're going to die or kill other people, probably shouldn't go. Um, Atheist illusion. You, you were saying something about an earlier question. Do you want to repeat it? Because I didn't see what you were talking about. If I was baptized oh. um, before I was a Christian, be baptized. I couldn't tell if that was a genuine so, question. Okay. So, yeah. This because this happened to me. Yeah. Uh, so, let me just jump in on this because this is. <laughs> I had to answer this question. Um, I was baptized when I was six, um, illegitimately, uh, at a church that did not sufficiently 
about my profession of faith. How many kids can we get to make a profession at Vacation Bible School so that we can dunk them and add them to our like yearly baptismal count? Um, that was the kind of place I was at. And so that's what they did to me. And I didn't become a Christian until I was 19 and I ended up getting rebaptized. Um, and that was because I did not see my baptism as, as an actual expression of my confession of faith. Cause I didn't make one. Um, and so all that really happened to me, it wasn't a baptism. It wasn't a Christian baptism that I experienced. It was an old dude dunking a little six-year-old kid underwater for about five seconds and him halfway drowning because um, I, I really didn't like it that much. But uh, that's my perspective on it. There are other perspectives. There are some people who think that um, the baptism is an objective reality that is legitimate regardless of... of it, it's still a baptism no matter what is going on in your heart. Um when it occurs, uh, I don't agree with that position, but that that is a position that some people take. So that that's me on that issue. Or two D. Also me. All right, I'm back. Um. So what are I, um some things you sh- some things you should look out for when you're looking for a brand new church? Oh man, so many things. <laughs> Like so, you know, wait. First off, let's say all the bad things. Like, what? What's? What are some red flags here? Obviously, um, you know, them almost being a cult, maybe. Um, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> this is a great question, and we have even talked about devoting an entire Wednesday night to this. Um, so we're probably gonna do that. Uh, yeah. The short answer is, um, there's a couple things you want to. There's a couple of red flags. If you show up at the church and, um, you know, I mean, like before you show up at a church, obviously we live in the 21st century. You're gonna look at the web, be realistic, because you you got to find out where you're going. You got to find out some things. If you pop on that website and there's no statement of faith, that's a red flag. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, because you. If they're not open about what they believe on their website, they're probably not going to be open about it with you, or they might believe some sketchy things when you show up in person. Um, so no, like, obvious statement of faith that, that you can find. Um, that's a red flag. Uh, if they have uh, kind of an obvious uh, cult of personality happening, like... Uh, you go to you you pop on their website and like plastered on every other page is the pastor <laughs> and him like in dramatic poses and things while he's preaching. That's probably a red flag um, that they have a kind of a a centralized authority that is pretty unchallenged and unchecked. Um, so there are things like that that you want to look for, um, and then. Uh, going from there. So, so there are some things that are obvious, red flags. There are things that are less obvious. Um, a lot of it also depends on what you believe. And, and, and you want to try to find a church that is as consistent with your beliefs as possible um, so that there's not, you know, you, you don't end up always at odds with your fellow church members or the leadership of the church. 
one thing I'd like to add when looking for churches uh, on their website is if they list creeds, don't don't just go by them. Like don't just like ignore them. Creeds tell can tell you a lot about what they actually believe and are something that we're like churches will tend to put them on their websites. But even when going to visit a church for the first time, take note of how kind of people approach you. If like you're kind of being alienated and nobody wants to talk to you and no one even approaches you, if the pastor ignores you and you feel like no one there is actually wanting new people to come in, then that's that's kind of a, a red flag because the church is a community of believers. They have to be very willing to uh, like talk to new people, accept new people, and uh, bring them into that local church body. That's a very important thing that needs to be done. And if it's like almost like there's clicks and like people don't want to like talk to new people, there's divisions in the church, that's a pretty big red flag in my opinion. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, keep an eye out a couple weeks down the road, we'll probably do a whole thing on like what should I look for in a specific in a- yeah specifically with how to come through a website oh yeah they're saying this that means this which is a red flag yeah okay there's my short answer (laughs) to a long question or uh, would normally be a long answer Um, yeah i get what you mean any other questions i think Uh, rice force and rice force and this is another one that i want to talk about from a personal perspective, because this is the thing. Uh, as someone who is very anxious about these kinds of things. Um, so, so Rice Force asks, any ideas on how to get the drive, overcome the fear to go to church? I've never been on my own, and I'm honestly kind of terrified about it. And being around a ton of people I don't know. Um, I first became a Christian when I was 19, and I didn't know anyone. I, I was at a university that I didn't know anybody at either. And um, what ultimately, I, I was really scared. One of the first churches I tried to go to, I didn't, I didn't even get out of my car because I was so scared to go in the door. Um, and I ended up leaving and going home. <laughs> um, so I feel you on this. Uh, my second attempt was more successful. And I will never forget this. But I've forgotten the name of the church. Actually, I haven't. It was called Mount Pleasant. What a wonderful little name. Uh, I went inside, and this little old lady, it was obvious I was out of place, like jeans and a t-shirt. And it was a church where most of the people dress more nicely. Um, some wore suits, some wore like collared shirts. I had neither of those things. So I stood out like a sore thumb, which was even worse for like the anxiety I was feeling. And this little old lady saw me, saw I was out of place. She went and grabbed my hand and towed me around the church, sat with me and introduced me to people um, and uh, introduced me to the pastor and, and talked with me afterwards. And it's one of those things where you, you may have a very different experience. You may go into a church and no one says a word to you. I, I've had that experience too, going to a new church. Um, no one says a word to me the first time I'm there. Um, I'm able to slip in and slip out without being seen. Um, if you go to a smaller church, uh, that might alleviate some of it. 
where one you're going to be noticed um but you'll be noticed <laughs> so there's a good uh, upside and downside to it i guess um but it won't be a ton of people around you and it won't be as intimidating i think um if you start small and and, and go to a smaller church um where maybe you get a little old lady who tows you around and is very kind to you and it made me realize that um if I approach going to church as this is my family, I'm going to meet, even though I've never met these people before, I'm going to a new church. Um, these are, these are other Christians and I have a closer tie with them as Christians, uh, theologically as a, a reality where I'm united to Christ. And so are they, um, than I do with even my own blood family. Um, and that's a big deal. And, and so if I go and they receive me as a fellow Christian who's united to the same Savior, um, if, I, if I focus on that being my perspective as I'm going in, I think that might, uh, it helps me with that. And it might help you as well. I don't know. Um, that's my, my quick take on could I Could I speak? Uh, sure. Yeah, if you have a question, go for it. Well, I don't have a question. I kind of just want to tell them about the beauties of a church family. Um, I've been going to church my whole life in a small church, and I recommend a small church if you're going to start out. It's like a family. They're such open arm. Like, you'll just come right in, and they'll accept you. Well, that's how I felt in my church, because I had an old church, and then I moved. As soon as I moved into that church, everyone had open arms. They just let you right in. And, like, they love you. They really love you like a family. They have your back. If you ever need anything from them, you just ask. That's just my experience and my quick take on a church family. Amen. Yeah. That was, yes. that was beautiful. Hey man, um, yeah. Hopefully, that one day is coming up soon. I think, um, <laughs> that you could um, hopefully be able to join a church on. Because yeah, I think part of the reason we're doing this, doing the talk tonight, is to like encourage you guys to get out because um, church is like awesome and important. <clears throat> All right, is there any other questions that we want to go through? Uh, I've kind of got one, but, like, it's got a lot of background to it. And it's, like, kind of specific. Uh, okay. I guess uh, shoot for it. Okay, so basically, I haven't been to church in, like, six months. And um, that's because, like, I used to go a lot, and it was, like, a really great place. But then... uh. The main guy that ran the thing just kind of, uh, he had to stop. And uh, so I feel like it really lost direction after that. And it just kind of like, they stopped focusing on what church was actually about. And they just kind of saying, how do we get more people to come in? They already had like clearly enough people. They had a room packed full of 500 people who were all shoulder to shoulder from like one side of the room to the other. It was like gigantic. But um I remember the last time I went, it was a sermon on, like, forgiving people. 
and stuff. Except like it was just really hard to follow and I had no idea what was happening. And I just remember like one second they were talking about some random thing and then all of a sudden they're in the middle of a story about like their dad crying and asking for them to forgive them. And I had no idea what like why anything was happening. And then like I zone out for a minute and all of a sudden like this lady's on the stage yelling like about rape and I'm like how did we get here? Like, this isn't even a sermon. It's not even a speech. It's just like a fever dream. And yet there's a room full of 500 people who are all, almost all of them are standing up and clapping for this. And I remember like, I went back because the way my church group, my church works is that you have like a small group of people that you go to after the sermon, you kind of like discuss what it was about. Except like, I had been the only one that uh, was in my group going for about two months. And I just remember thinking like, why am I here? There's, I haven't learned anything and like I just don't see the value in it anymore. And I about a month ago I started getting ads like for the specific church that I used to go to and I just felt like I was doing something wrong. Um so that uh that sounds like a particular kind of church that i would have one have experienced myself before um and if that had been the only church experience i had i would feel the same way you do um thankfully that's not the only kind of church out there and it's um hopefully not the only one in your area uh i would say that um i understand why you haven't been back anywhere in a while that would that would have turned me off from it too um, and I would encourage you to, uh, encourage you in, in two ways. One, getting out of there. That doesn't sound like a healthy church, uh, or a good one. Um, and those can, those can sometimes, sometimes be different things, but in this case, um, so good on you for that. Uh, the second thing would be to, uh, begin to think about and, um, attempt to find a new place to attend that uh, does have some biblical standards that they follow. Uh, it sounds like that place was a bit of a anything goes and um, population focus is not the mission of the church. Um, uh, the local church church's mission is, is a, um, so yeah. Uh, if, if, if a church's main focus from their pulpit is how can we blow up our numbers? Um, I went to a church once that had a counter, uh, like, like a digital counter on the back wall every week that would let you know how many people showed up. <laughs> no, uh, that, that's not what things are about. So, um, so yeah, I, I would say that uh, I wouldn't go back there but I would try to find another place to go. That would be my response. Seeker sensitive to me. Yeah, that, that's what it's usually called, a seeker sensitive church where, where they're more focused on filling seats through different means than focusing on song, sermon, sacrament, and the gathering of God's people, as we've been talking about tonight. 
if they make my ears bleed. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, you can go. I was, but all I was gonna say is, you know, what if Church actually did play some pretty bad music? <laughs> and maybe, yeah, maybe it did make your eyes bleed. I don't know. Because uh, we'll talk music. about the regulatory principle another day. That's the regulative principle. Regulative, well, yeah, principle. I will say, uh, I do meet like music stuff in my church. There have been weeks when I've made my own ears bleed. <laughs> it's okay. Um, that's that's for one reason. I think that if it's like overly showy and loud and stuff and not being hospitable, that can just be kind of distracting. And, and uh, Josh has talked about that before. I think you you said you went to a church one time and couldn't even hear yourself think or something. What was what was that? Uh. So there was a church I went to of a particular popular preacher in our area whose name might rhyme with Standy Anley. And uh, that's actually exactly where I went. And so now you understand. Yeah. So I actually know exactly the experience you experience. You need uh, to unhitch from him. Uh, yeah. Uh, he wants you what, to unhitch Stanley? from the Old Testament. I want you to unhitch from him. Uh, yeah. So that. That place was awful uh, the, in many ways um, and unbiblical sing- more significantly. Um, but I remember the, the music was so loud. If you sat anywhere near the front, you're, you could watch your clothes move from the vibrations. Like, uh, that's excessive. Um, so... Uh, that, that I think distracts from what you're trying to accomplish. But anyway, um, so we've got uh, Ghost Muffin, I think, had a question. Yeah, so let's say you go to a church and, like, I don't know, you you thought you did enough research, but you didn't. Um, and so you, like, go to worship there. And what if you see, like, a really big problem, like, um, for example, like a female, like, leading the church? Like, what do you do? Can you still worship there for that like time? Do you do you leave? Um, if it were me, I, you want to be respectful insofar as you can. Um, so if you if you like, if it seems like it, it you're kind of sitting where you can slip out. I, I, I would personally leave if if that wasn't made clear and I showed up and female pastor lady gets up like i actually i I do agree with you on that particular conviction um and and so that a particular belief so yeah i I would just get up and walk out (laughs) um in a way that's not showy um but i yeah i would just get up and leave um there's nothing like i actually went to a church one time where they actually locked the door definitely a fire hazard locked the doors after the uh, service started. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, if, if you can leave, you just leave. Like if there, if there was something that wasn't clear and you see something that you're like, I'm, I know if you see something that is a deal breaker, like you're like, I know that I'm not going to come back here. Yeah. Just, just leave. Um, you okay. can't learn everything from a website beforehand. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But yeah. It just, if as long as it's not in like a showy or disrespectful way, I would just yeah, get it from leave. 
All right. Any other questions? No. Oh, I got once. Dibs, dibs, dibs. Okay, Maggle, you can go ahead. <clears throat> what justifies who can baptize you? That's a good mm -hmm. question. <clears throat> um, I was baptized by my like... best friend in the Gulf of Mexico, so I. <laughs> so before, let, let me just mention something. So here's the situation. My friends and Justin already knows about this. I'm gonna have some friends that are coming over from Texas. We're gonna go to Wisconsin Dells, and I was like, "Yo, they have a slide that does a loop to loop. It's called the Scorpion's Tail." And it's like, my friend Mark is a youth pastor. I'm like, "Dude, would you baptize me while I go down?" The... <laughs> you go down so, the slide. Yeah, before I go down the slide, and like, so essentially, it's one is that locate like can, as long as there's water, right? Yeah, the, the necessary element is water. And then um, two, who can do it? Uh, who can do it? That That's a more interesting question. Um, I think as, as long as your profession of faith is valid, um, is, is biblical, and the person baptizing you is like also a Christian professing the same thing, I think that that's okay and and that's based on Ooh. yeah i know what? i know what? i know What's andrew going we're gonna do a whole week uh baptism and hard cases like that and josh and i josh josh and i trigger each other sometimes on baptism <laughs> yeah uh it's okay so, so the reason baby dies and they're not baptized the, the, the reason that um the, the reason I'm taking that approach is, is one, um, you, you have uh, Philip and the Ethiopian, Ethiopian eunuch, example in scripture of bros are in the middle of nowhere. And this guy becomes a Christian and he's like, what do I do now? And Philip's like, I'm going to baptize you. And he just takes him to the nearest body of water and he dunks the man. Um, so... I think that the, the the profession of faith, because here's the thing, like what happens if the person who baptizes you apostatizes later? Was your baptism invalid? Or maybe they're in the, maybe they're already in apostate and they baptize you because that happens um, where there are uh, pastors who are unbelievers, but they feel like they have to keep putting on the show because that's their income that that happens um so what if that is the person who baptizes you you know uh, so the person who baptizes you i don't think makes your baptism valid or invalid so i guess here's an additional one and this might end up becoming something saved for the next thing you said you wanted to do just a session on sure uh, baptism but i was baptized in the catholic church Need I say more? Uh, yeah, I Heresy. I would say that Heresy. you I would say that you should you should get baptized <laughs> again. Uh, not saying? again, just just get baptized because I don't think <laughs> that that was you. <laughs> I think you got some water splashed on your little baby head and 
No, I was 11. 11, oh, 11? I, I, I haven't yeah. been baptized yet. I made the choice. Okay, okay. So, so we're going to save. We're going to have a whole week for baptism, it looks like. There's a lot of stuff but is the, involving. Is, I'm so glad. At a I just want to say, I just want to say, I'm so glad that you guys are passionate about these baptism questions because... Because he's very because he's very passionate about baptism. So. Ooh. <laughs> I want to be baptized by him. <laughs> we'll address that. Can Andrew baptize people? Can Andrew baptize you? That's Can we do this uh, across the internet? Is that okay? Okay. Before, but seriously though, before so we derail. Go okay. Yeah, Goodbye, Andrew. Uh, before we derail, any more questions? As Andrew's leaving, get I, out of I here. I still didn't get a yes or a no. From mine on oh, the sorry, baptism no, question, yes, twice. Okay, sorry, I didn't hear you then. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes, baptized on the scorpion's tail of the Wisconsin Dells Water Park. Cool. Gotta do what you gotta do, man. Eh, I mean, if I could pick the place, it's called Noah's Ark, so it kind of. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <sighs> right. Bye. Okay. Guys. Goodbye, Bye. Andrew. Love you. <laughs> what? This Bible study was they made back. possible by the Minecraft server. Okay, no, it wasn't. Hold on. <laughs> There's absolutely <laughs> zero influence. Okay, Andrew's gone. Any any like final questions before I like wrap up and we'll be done? Oh, I just have a question about like next week and stuff, but I can wait till like the end if, you know, if anyone else has questions. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, I we'll... think someone in here does. Let me check if he's still here. Nope, never mind. Okay, well. Oh. I have a question. Go for it. So I go to this church once a week on Sunday for an hour. But the okay. problem is for 30 minutes of that hour, we're socializing and talking, and the other 30 minutes are preaching. My parents think that we should go to another church because they want me to spend that full hour worshiping. Do you think we should go to the other church or stay where we are? Uh, that's an interesting question. I would have to know more about the content of the preaching and, and, and the church itself to answer the question. Oh, okay, so pretty much like when we're socializing, there's like foosball, ping pong, pool, like all this stuff. And then like preaching, we, my youth pastor talks to us about like right now we're learning about Job and just how everything he went through about Satan and I don't know. So, okay, so, so, so you go to a yeah, church it's, and, it's like and you're describing... Different. Like, you get pulled out with, like, the youth to a separate thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. I would totally, like, and this is this is a more personal thing. I don't think that the youth should be divided from the congregation on a Sunday morning uh, when, when the rest, when everyone else is, like, in, like, a main service. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think the, personally, I don't think that it's healthy for the students to be removed yeah uh, in the big church we're like worshiping and singing and all that stuff but we don't do that in the youth yeah um I, I think that other like isolated youth activities are fine but if it's simultaneous with the main service of the church i don't think that's okay okay um, because what it, what happens is you grow up you get you graduate out of the youth group and you've never seen a real service in your life and you go in and you're like what do i do like, I, I think it's, it's just setting people up to leave the faith. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. All right. Yeah. Oh, Anything else? We got one more. He's typing, and I'm going to read it for him. 
Okay. Just a minute here. Yeah. I've got chat pulled up too. I can. Yeah, we. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah it's Poxia. I. He, he's got a question, but I still want to read it. So. You still sure. want to read it out loud? <laughs> Go for it, Mac. I gotta practice my reading skills. Okay. Yep. I, dude, I don't read the anything else but the Bible and text chat. So. Either Bible or Minecraft chat. That's all. In the Discord chat and memes, but that's it, dude. I ha I don't pick up any other box. <laughs> hmm. Probably a bad thing. You're missing out. Uh. Dear, oh. Uh, uh, okay, I don't nope, think that's that's that's, that's a meme, a but I read it. <laughs> so thank all you. Right. Poxia. Gotta hurry it up. That's okay. I mean, so I, at least question. me, I'm... Theonomy triggered. So how many of you guys are gonna, you know, how's everybody day going so far? Pretty good? Yeah. Justin, did it's you hear about great. Tyler? Did you hear about what this beautiful server did last night? What? Ty we oh, the... I saw what you guys did, and I think that was wonderful. Dude, are we you talking generated about four hundred and twenty dollars? Oh, I was. Did like, it actually was go yeah. up that high? Okay, we could yeah. we could talk about that after. Poxia, do you have a question? I saw you stop typing. He, oh, he's he's, he's back at it. I'm okay. guessing he's correcting stuff and making sure he's on that. I feel like so. it'll take up the yeah. entire screen. It's okay. No, it's all right. Yeah, well, I think it might. I mean, if you gotta go, Justin, you can go. I'll no, no, it's it's more just time. like keeping these. Watch this be like. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. No, you're f you're fine. Proxy. My country is majorly Catholic, but I do not go to a church due to I don't know how the institution was founded and what it has done through human history. Do you guys think I'm still missing out on some part of the experience as a Christian? Sorry, I'm ESL. Actually, uh, this is something I could answer. But if you guys want to go ahead and do it, um, yeah. So I would say, uh. You know, again, we're we're all coming from particular perspectives here. Um, I would never encourage someone to attend a Roman Catholic church, even if that was the only church in their area, because I don't consider the Roman Catholic Church a valid expression of the local church. Um, so, I would say that um, your country is majorly Catholic, and that's that's unfortunate. Um, you are missing out on on in significant uh christian life thing uh insofar as you're not able to to go to church if you can find one in your area that is not catholic um then you ought to try uh and see if you can um if, if there is one if you have nothing in your area then that's where that that's how church plants happen. <laughs> um, is you, there's certainly other people uh, in your country who are not Roman Catholic but are still Christians, and I imagine there are churches somewhere. Um, but that is that's tough. Uh, so, but but yeah, I would say that if you can find a a church that is not that isn't Catholic that you can go to, then um, I would encourage you to do so. But uh, I, I wouldn't encourage you just because you don't have anything else to to just yeah. to go. 
Right. Another thing you can do to kind of gain some experience from that is that a lot of churches nowadays stream their services, I guess. Is that not the right term? So that's what they call uh, it. Yeah, they, right. they do. And that's something that you can you can get the sermon part out of that exactly. and, and even the, some of the songs and things, but you, you still miss the community exactly. aspect, um, which is the like significant part of being able to show up. But that but would that be case, like, it's better. yeah, like, if you got nothing else, then at least get that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. And then there's this, which counts, Justin. But if I learned anything today, it's that this counts. I don't know what that means. What counts? Don't worry about it. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna close. I'm gonna say a few words. Uh, first of all, please do not treat Wednesday, this like Wednesday night of going over a topical discussion or Friday night where we actually uh, exegete scripture as a replacement for church. It is not the same thing and does not fulfill the same purpose. While you can come here and you, it is beneficial uh, in in some ways that to have that extracurricular stuff like outside of church this is not a replacement for it um one thing that i'd like to add the importance of that this does not uh cover this is kind of directed at maggle um from his comment is that uh, there's a lack of communion and a lack of fellowship and that is something that cannot be looked over we tend to look at uh, physical rest in a very important way of we want our weekends to be restful we don't want to wake up early we don't want to do whatever it is that we have to do we like put a high price on physical rest whereas spiritual rest or spiritual restoration something that church is meant to do it's meant to fill you up spiritually it's meant to refresh you for the coming week where you get refreshed from new teaching you get refreshed uh, from fellowship, you get refreshed from worship, and then you get refreshed from communion. It's all designed to make you point towards God and be refreshed in him and through fellow Christians who are around you. So do not ignore uh, how important uh, spiritual uh, restoration and fellowship can be in one's own life. Um, that is something that won't turn out well. It won't be fun. You'll be struggling doing many things in the Christian walk. Um, but yeah, that's that's all that's all we have for today.